0: Hello, and welcome to Healthline 3. I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Dr. David Ham with Red River Cardiovascular Surgeons, which is part of the Willis-Knighton Health System. We're talking about robotic heart surgery. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show. And as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down so we can be sure and hear your questions and you can hear Dr. Ham's answers. The number to call is 318-219-4569. You'll see it at the bottom of your screen throughout the show. Thank you again for being here, Dr. Ham.
1: Good to be here.
0: I'm well, really looking forward to it. On the break, we were talking about different surgeries, and we you know we hear about heart surgery as a general, but what are the specific types of heart surgery? Is it done? Because it it's not just bypass, it's, right? No, it's just
1: not. It's, no, it's just bypass. It's, uh, we, we do the I, I grew up My family had a plumbing company. I tell them I'm still a plumber <laughs> because I lay pipe, which is bypass surgery and I change or fix valves, which we do with the mitral and tricuspid and aortic, and we do uh, more pipe work is when you have aneurysms of the ascending aorta, take tumors out of the heart. Um, There there are a lot of different odd operations we do as well, fix holes in the heart. And the truth of the matter is it's it's a uh, It's teamwork with our cardiologists. It's not just the heart surgeon or the cardiologist. In the old days with the cardiologists and everything. Well, the cardiologists do a lot of invasive work. They do a lot of uh, work that they completely fix the problem. And uh, so we we really work as a team to to fix problems.
0: Yeah, people, you know, some people may not know there's a difference in a cardiologist and a heart surgeon. Mm -hmm. And it all works together so beautifully. And your team, also, your robotic surgical team, there's a team in there with you that specializes in this robotic surgery. How has robotic surgery enhanced, and what are the benefits for you as well as the patient with robotic heart surgery? Well, if,
1: for me, you know, it, it, toward the end of my career, I found something I found it, it, very, very exciting. Now, I, I love doing heart surgery, I like doing all kinds of heart surgery, but this robotic, uh, addition, I have found fascinating. Um, the smaller holes, the uh, ability to uh, be less invasive and do the same thing, uh, it's just, it's. I think we're just beginning to see how this will, will help people.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: And, they've, and you've seen it in all fields, I mean, you see yes. it in neurology, you see it in general surgery. Uh, my partner who d- does lung surgery, Dr. Mull, who actually did my bypass, my bypass surgery oh. down the middle. I wish he would have had the robot at the time, but <laughs> but uh, whatever the case, th- th- there's so many things that are doing well with the robot, and I, I think that it's um, it's going to only get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you said yourself, you had a little bit of resistance to this at first. Why is that?
1: Well, it's because I'd, I'd lived through the heart port era where we did make small incisions and without robotic tools, with just straight tools, took down the internal mammary artery and we'd do bypass surgery through this small hole. Now, the truth of the matter is to pull up on the ribs, and a lot of older people, we were breaking ribs and causing more chest pain than I thought we were with making an incision down the middle. And uh, it, But incisions cause different pain for everybody. My bypass surgery, I, I didn't think the incision was that bad. Uh, my, you might talk to my wife, she may give you a different <laughs> story. I'm not sure how good of a patient I was. But uh, there's uh, definitely when you, if you go on YouTube and watch robotic surgery, you see these little holes. It's uh, magnified times 10 rather than through my loops by 3. Uh, you're more precise in what you do. We hopefully cause less bleeding. And I th- I think all of those things um, l- l- lead us toward a better outcome, uh, and, and so uh, those are the hopes we have with robotic surgery.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely for you, being able to, like you said, you're at the other side of the room, but you can see better in there than you could with your loops standing there at the patient.
1: You can see incredibly better
0: <laughs>
1: it, it, it's 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 like I told you listen this, this is it, the as we've been doing more and more and I'll use it on just even if I cut down the middle I'll take a memory down with the robot mm-hmm. and uh, what you can see with the optics of the robot and how fine the movements are it's different
0: it's incredible Yeah. And you've got a team standing there, and so you'll have them, like you'll tell them to put the scissors in my right hand, or they're changing the tools out for you.
1: You do. The process is is like with general surgery, thoracic surgery, all the other guys, whatever they do it, and you're sitting there over in the corner of the room looking in a screen, and uh, with a microphone, such as I'm talking, and everybody hears, my assistant uh, is a patient with me. April sits up there and she puts in... The tools I ask her to put in, and it's um, it's a very everything in surgery that's done well is as a as a team. Yes, we've got great anesthesia. The ladies and gentlemen that are assisting in surgery they're, they're all it's amazing. The heart, they're very dedicated to the what we do and taking care of the patient. And I, I, that's another thing that makes it so fun. The ICU people, very dedicated. I was up. A good bit of the night last night with a patient that was having some issues and you know that you got the this whole team of men and women that are there just to make that person get through it and that's that's you know it's just a very positive experience for me i've enjoyed it
0: and that's who you want you know to working on you someone who enjoys what they do enjoy the people that they work with
1: and you want it, you want somebody that's got a team like that, you know, mm-hmm. just really, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> if you ask them, they may say he's kind of hard on us, I don't know. <laughs> but, and because I do expect a lot, sure. I expect them to be really good, and you know what, the, the, they are, they're really
0: good. Yeah. But, and the communication has got to be huge, it's got to be direct, you've got to be able to say exactly what you need in the moment. Yes. Yeah. They've learned to call me. <laughs> all have. the
1: young ones learn to call me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it, it's it's really interesting how even with the robot, it still takes a team of humans to work together to create this Without life-saving. A doubt.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt. And you know, the patient's the center of attention. That's what right. it's all about. And that's what it's it's not about somebody's career. It's not about you know. It's not about really the personalities there per se, it's the whole team wants that person to do well.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it can get tough.
0: You can, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> can. Even though I know you, and I'd love to have someone doing this life-saving surgery who finds it thrilling and fun and exciting yes. to do it. You want someone yes. who really wants to be there. It's still got to be the forefront in your mind and your heart that there's a person's life, there's a person on the table there that you're, it's in your hands.
1: It's al- that's always the important yeah. thing, a- and, and it's, uh, it's interesting when you do an operation, even if it's something, and you're, you may be anxious, or it's a big, you know, or the patient's not doing well and you're trying to get prepped and draped and cut, or you're pushing on the chest. It, it's a, it, it, there is anxiety with it sometimes, but it's so funny that once you make an incision it all goes away. It just all gets smooth. Yeah. As far as as far as anxiety, I mean, right. it's not always smooth. But as far as your emotional investment, you, you do stop and just do your work.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Okay, uh, Frida Day. Thank you for calling us. What's your question for Doctor
2: Ham? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my question is: I had a heart test uh, about eleven years ago, and I have been diagnosed with aortic. Would any type
1: of surgery repair AFib? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I had atrial fibrillation after my bypass surgery, and I know how uncomfortable it is. Uh, if, if, it was, if yours was like mine, it was just miserable, so I, 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 I empathize with you. There are things that can be done in the cath lab in particular that are excellent for atrial fibrillation and where they can put burn lines on your atrium to get you out of atrial fibrillation, especially if you hadn't had it for a long time. Now the longer you have atrial fibrillation, the, uh, the harder it is to, to correct the problem as your left atrium dilates. But uh, there, there are several aspects to it. You want to be in a good rhythm and then you don't want blood to collect in your left atrial appendage which is a potential stroke. So there there's, there, are things I would call operations but they're done by cardiologists where they would burn the uh, left atrium to keep you in rhythm and then they would put a, a device into your left atrial appendage to prevent you from having a stroke. So atrial fibrillation is a big deal and, and it, uh, you do well to get it tended to. Did that answer your question?
2: Yes, I'm 75 years old. Was, young. Uh, You're young. Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. The only person tells me that. Yeah. Is, is well, that I'm um, starting to tell myself that. that? Do it, is that something you would do for a person that was that age?
1: Would they do it for you? At that age? At that age, absolutely. Okay,
2: Absolutely.
1: and are you a cardiologist? No ma'am, I'm a heart surgeon. The difference between a heart surgeon and a cardiologist, if you ask them, they'd say they're the smart ones and we're the mechanics. So okay. <laughs> we do the work, they do the thinking. But actually more and more, the cardiologists are the ones that will do all the work in the, in the catheter for the fib Now when we do surgeries, and and a person has atrial fibrillation, we will add on those burn lines directly, and we will take off the left atrial appendage. But that is usually accompanying, say, a mitral valve repair or coronary bypass or some other uh, multiple procedures. But the cardiologist can do all of these burn lines in the, in the cath lab, and they do a great job with it.
2: So you would recommend a car- to see a cardiologist then? Yes. Instead of a heart surgeon?
1: Yes, if, that's where you start. And if the cardiologist thinks that you have other reasons that would need open heart surgery, then, then of course we would do those burn lines when we had the uh, heart exposed. But if you don't need anything else and you simply have a- atrial fibrillation, uh, find a good electrophysiologist, and we have several in town. And, uh, and they will do a great job. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, that answered my question. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And that's another, there's so many questions
0: in there that we can talk about. Also, if someone's listening and they don't know what AFib is, let's describe that.
1: Well, atrial fibrillation <laughs> is uh, where the atrium is the upper chamber and uh, it primes the lower chamber, and they do it in sequence. So they, the SA node fires, it goes through the AV node, and those are just uh, electrical um, modifiers there. And, and so it squeezes, it uh, fills up the lower chamber, and it squeezes, and it goes out to your body or to your lungs. When you're in atrial fibrillation, your upper chambers are just wiggling. Oh. So they never really, all the loading of the ventricle is by passive flow and um, a lot of time when you have an atrial fibrillation your uh, your heart rate is irregular and its uh, output can be not equal every time so you feel yourself bumping along Now some bang a big one hits and it just it's it's an uncomfortable feeling yeah. especially when it's new now a lot of people as they have afib for a long time atrial fibrillation for a long time they they get used to it and they really don't notice it I can tell you, when I went to atrial fibrillation after my heart surgery, I noticed every beat. <laughs> it was uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and you want to talk about what they had to do to fix it for Just you? Just give me medicine. Medicine? Yeah, medicine. Okay.
1: Most people with atrial fibrillation can be treated with medicine. Okay. And that's what the electrophysiologist, who's very familiar with those medicines, uh, will get people on the right medicine. But if they can't keep them out of atrial fibrillation, they go on to do ablation. Right, you know? right.
0: And this is a condition that you would have, so people can say, I have AFib, I live with this, or... A lot of people yeah. live with
1: AFib, and the important thing, if you live with AFib, uh, you, you will have a blood thinner. Yeah. Because the, the worst thing, the worst thing to me in everything I do or I think that people have is to have a severe stroke. Yes. And they can't live the life they'd like to live, and that, that's a very difficult thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what technically exactly happens when you have a stroke? What does that mean? What's going on in the body well, when you have a stroke?
1: What happens is that uh, a clot, it can either be a bleed or a clot, or a clot in atrial fibrillation will go from the heart out into the arteries of the brain and, uh, and keep blood from going to a part of your body that maybe has speech or maybe has a movement of one side or the other of your body, and, and so they can just kill segments of the body. Now, some people have strokes from a hypertensive bleed, and and that's why keeping your blood pressure under control as we get older especially is so important.
0: Okay. Those so are it different. It can be
1: from a clot or it can be from hi- from bleeding, from rupturing a blood vessel with hypertension. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, we talk, talk about it again from um, our caller. there's a cardiologist and the surgeon. When you're the surgeon, they come to you, that's referral from the cardiologist, they've gone and done everything, they said, okay, I think let's talk about surgery. We've done everything we can with medication, or maybe not, maybe this is something you need to talk to a surgeon about. That's when they see you.
1: Exactly. Uh, They will refer, they'll do the heart cath, they'll do the electrophysiologic study, they'll do whatever. Uh, the tr- echocardiogram shows valvular dysfunction or ventricular dysfunction, and then they will refer f- if there's a fixable problem, such as a blockage or a valve that leaks or a vo- valve that's too tight, then we get involved. One of the great things we do at uh, Willis-Knighton is we have a cath conference, we call it, where the cardiologists and surgeons meet together. And if we have a difficult problem, we get a bunch of opinions. All four, three of my partners. So there'll be four surgeons sitting there, and we'll have uh, as many cardiologists as who will attend. And the, we have some come in by video conferencing, and we'll show heart caths, and we'll say, "What do you think we ought to do? This is a tough case. He's got a high risk. Do you think that you guys can do better with a with a catheter, uh, or, or should should we go ahead and 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 do this as a high risk operation?" So. The high-risk conference, the cath conference, is is another example of how cardiologists and surgeons work together to try to do the best thing at the lowest risk.
0: That's just another amazing advantage of being involved in this system. You have so many um, surgeons, specialists, that will come together and look at a case, which is probably fascinating, and and put input on something that's not even their case. How often do you have these gatherings? Once a week. Once a week? Once
1: a week, yes we do. We are the, we as a surgical group. We have cath conference on cath conference on Friday, and on Monday morning we have journal review, where we'll review the latest literature and try to keep up to date with uh, what's going on and what's being written. Some you can believe, and some you you know you shouldn't believe. We, right. we that's after being in this for a long time and going to the meetings and listening to different people present. Mm-hmm. Th- there's. Some things are true and some aren't.
0: (laughs) And is there a discussion about? Yeah. I don't think that's true. And
1: that's why I talk with people I know (laughs) and I trust. And, 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 uh, I mean, other than operating and, and working with the nurses, uh, finding colleagues to work with that have, that have similar, similar values. Yes. That really, you know, are putting the patient first. That's a thrill to find people like that. And we have, Cardiologists like that in our system and it and that keeps you working that's fun
0: yeah and I think that's something that we might take for granted those of us who aren't doctors or surgeons are in that field you just take for granted that's the priority of every doctor every surgeon and while it probably is a huge thread there are different priorities and different reasons for getting into anything even Mm -hmm. medicine right
1: Mm -hmm. there is yeah yeah some yeah you could go in, it, it's like everything. Yeah. They're, they're good motivation, good reasons, mm-hmm. and there are other reasons. Right. And, uh, but I feel like it's a great field and that most everybody I know, uh, at least everybody that's happy is doing it because this is what they really like to do. Good point. There's some people who have gone sour, and it just didn't turn out, and I'm sure in, in your business as well, sure. it didn't turn out like they thought it would be and they don't like it as much you don't want to be caught in that yeah no
0: so i guess you know compassion is just a big threat in in anything that we do whether it's
1: there's always that i mean there's always the the human element where you i mean you love your your neighbor as yourself and there's no doubt about that that's the motivating force Uh behind behind your decision making and oftentimes that's at the end of the day that's when you're sitting there with somebody in your office and you say, well, I can tell you this is what I would do for me, yes. and that's really the litmus test about about whether or not you're going to operate on somebody, but, um, I'll be honest with you, a lot of it, uh, you know, it's come to heart, it was fun. <laughs> it's always been fun. Yeah. A lot. And, and I, I I told my mother, she said, well, you, you know, she wanted well, to know about my heart surgery. I told her because I couldn't sit in an office and talk to you all day. That's the reason I, <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't be an internist. I, 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 I admire internists like crazy that they could sit and talk to my mother all day about <laughs> what burned and what didn't and, you know, all those kind of things. I, I wasn't made to do that. No. I'm a mechanic.
0: You're the mechanic. I'm a mechanic. You're the plumber. Yeah. Mm. And it just shows there's a place for everything. Medicine is so broad, and that's why there are specialties. That's why some do this, some do that. Um, and internists that may be why they're there, because they'd love to sit there and figure it out and talk to the patient. And you like to get in there and...
1: I like to fix it. Yeah, fix and it. And that doesn't always work well in a marriage, because I've, I've learned over the years that sometimes you're supposed to listen and keep your mouth shut, oh, so... Oh! I mean, that's what I did wrong, too. So listen, <laughs> keep your mouth shut. I, I've learned, I've learned <laughs> when to listen. It took a while. It, it was it, painful.
0: It applies across the board, let me tell you. So speaking uh, of relationships and yeah. partnership, yeah. do you get to choose your team that's in there with you? Do you work with the same people each time? You know, you? How I've, does got, come together? I've, got,
1: I've got people that have been with me for since I... When I, I was trained at the mail Clinic, and um, we decided to leave because it was so cold. And we went to Illinois, and I stayed there six years, did a ton of work. And I, I don't know why I didn't look at the map, <laughs> Illinois is cold. It's cold. So anyway, we ended up in Shreveport again, and oh, oh, I've worked with people for 25 years, some well, of them.
0: Well, yeah. we're glad you made it here.
1: Yeah, Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello, oh, Patricia. So shout out Patricia. Yeah. She's put up with me for a long time.
0: Well, i sure it goes both ways. Yeah. Hi, James. Thanks for calling. Do you have a question for Dr. Ham?
3: Yes, I do. Uh, I just fell and broke my leg, uh, I believe it was on the 7th of, of July, and, and I'm still, I'm still down over there, but I'm having dizzy spells, and my ears itching, and around my ears and the back of my head, they feel like, like worms are crawling in it, and, uh, anyway.
1: You know, uh, anyway, I... I want- you want? Are you? Are you having? Any, those are your main problems. Are you having chest pain or anything like that?
3: No, no chest pain. Just, Just you got this, this. My my scalp itches on my head around my ears, My ears itches, and it feels like feel like little worms are moving in there all the time. Not, that's a, well, not all the time, but most of the time. Well,
1: that's enough to drive you crazy, isn't it?
3: Yeah, almost.
1: Are 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 driving you crazier? Well, here's what I think. Yeah. You know, the, the, those little things that that bother us consistently are terrible. You know, and you know, I. Here's what it, it Well.
3: Here's what's that? Usually hits me. Yeah. Let me let me tell you how it usually hits me. When I lay down in the bed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it feels like my bed's turning over to pull me out, or either I'm putting my feet up and my head down. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like my head's spinning around and around on my neck.
1: Well, I think you've got a situation there, and I would go to your internist and tell him all of these things because I can tell it really bothers you. And if you can't get a good night's sleep, what good are you anyway? And uh, well, not much. Not much. That's <laughs> not a much. broken leg, and you can't sleep. <laughs> I'd I say you're in trouble, James. Here, well, so, I meet
3: up with old. I meet. I meet up with old age too. I'm
1: ninety years old. <laughs> ninety? Just <laughs> gracious. Well, you need to you, you need to go to your doctor and tell him everything you've told me, and I bet you can fix it with something. Well, let me tell you. Let uh, me tell you something. What's that?
3: My doctor retired. Oh, no. My doctor retired, and they turned his practice over to two, uh, two, uh, some kind of nurses, and I forgot what they call Nurse them. Nurse practitioner. And I, I, anyway, I've been to both of them.
1: Yeah. And,
3: and uh, and I don't, I, I ain't going back to, if, if I don't never go to the doctor anymore, it ain't gonna be, it's gonna be cause they're there. I ain't never going back to them anymore. Oh,
1: mercy. <laughs> Well and
3: now now they telling me now they telling me that you know, I got to, they got a they got a doctor that signs the stuff, but they do you go where? you go over and pay them a hundred and something dollars and you talk to one of them women.
0: <laughs> and in my
3: opinion in in my opinion of them, they ought to be somewhere washing dishes or something, sweeping floors or something oh, like that. Oh,
0: okay, James. <laughs> now now James, we're getting into James, something other than the well, broken legs and the heart reaction. surgery.
1: I tell you what. You need to take your itchy ears and your broken leg and go find somebody you like. And and they okay. could they could they they could fix you up.
0: That's right. Okay.
2: It's well, good talking you. to you, James. You,
1: you have a good day.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you again for calling James. And am glad my wonder- daughter
1: wasn't here to talk to you, James. She, your ears would have been itching for sure.
0: <laughs> you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful <laughs> nowadays. We remind everybody we're talking about heart surgery today and robotic surgery, yeah. particularly with Dr. Ham. And, oh, oh, and we have a Betty on the line. Hi, Betty. Do you have a question about
2: heart surgery for Dr. Ham? Well, I have a question about poor circulation. Um, my feet and legs, and- they stay dry, and I grease them, and, and they still um, stay dry. And I, uh, around my ankles, it's got uh, purple discoloration. Could that be from poor circulation?
1: Let me ask you this: Can you walk?
2: Well, sometimes my legs is weak, and I have to walk with a cane. Yeah.
1: Well. I would say this, I would say that you, you need to go to your doctor and he needs to feel for your pulses because you don't know if you've got arterial disease or venous disease. And if you've got bad I arteries, think. you're in a bad way and uh, it really makes it hard to walk. But if it's just from your bad veins, you can use support hose to fix a lot of that. So you go to your doctor and get him to feel the pulses in your feet, okay? Okay. When I do go to a foot doctor. Yeah? hmm Well, I th- so, uh, you make sure he t- can
2: tell if I have poor circulation. Yes, he can, my, uh, yes. OK. OK. Yes,
1: he can.
0: OK. OK. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Thank you so much for calling. And you know, a good point with these questions, too. Sometimes we don't really know Um, when we talk about circulation, is that also something to talk to a cardiologist? Once we get to the heart surgeon even, do all of these go Uh, together?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think that when people come to you, you need to listen. Yeah. You know, listen to them. And they will begin to tell you a, a story. And they may start off way, way off base, and eventually you figure out that their story has to do with a bad heart. Yeah. And that's why they were sent to you in the first place. are a lot of people just have problems, and they, 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 their symptoms, if you listen long enough, you'll you'll hear the, what the real problem is, yeah. You're
0: right. So you're right. It is all about listening. Yeah. yeah if you want to. If you want to. <laughs> Well, it's just interesting, we'll get the calls and and when someone's talking like a specialty, definitely with heart surgery or anything vascular, and we might not really know if, so these callers, I love it when our viewers call in because they'll have something they think might be related, and so it is good to hear. You don't know. Well,
1: and and, and I'll give a uh, shout out to the primary care doctors, nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, internist, emergency room doctors. I became a heart surgeon because that meant I could be very good at a very narrow field. Right. And now there's a ton to know, but I can tell you what, those people that see people that they have to know a little bit of everything, I don't think I would have done well with that, and I think it takes an exceptional physician or nurse that's willing to go out and listen to this broad list of things and try to Come up with a a good plan.
0: Yeah, it must be fascinating. That's, oh, I I yeah. couldn't
1: do it. They do a great job. Yeah,
0: of I don't it. think either. They've got mm-hmm. to be listening for the thread and the key words mm-hmm. to kind of, and then it's just a, an educated guess unless they absolutely know. Let's let's try this. They, they let's were test. They,
1: they 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 weed the, weed it all yeah. out, and they'll f- come to the good thing.
0: I agree. Yeah. Well, Dr. Ham, it has been such a pleasure mm-hmm. talking to you today and meeting you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, it's been nice to be here, and I hope that we help somebody. Um, you know, to where they can go to their doctor and ask the right question.
0: I'm sure they did, yeah. been very important. Any one thing you'd like to leave our viewers with today?
1: Well, I, I just uh, am grateful to be working and I'm grateful being in a community and a hospital okay. that does all this good stuff.
0: All right, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. We'll thank see you, you next time on Healthline 3.